Hi friend, you're listening to a London Lyceum exclusive episode that is typically only available to subscribers. If you want to have access to all of our exclusive content, including Kiffin's Keep, Generally Particular, Typology by Immersion, The Hanover House, and all of our live stream content, consider joining for just $5 a month. Not only will you be getting access to all of this content and more, but you'll also be supporting and investing in an institution serious about thinking. So why not go ahead and click the link in the description now and enjoy all of the exclusive content directly to your mobile device or wherever you listen. As always, we're thinking about new ways to get you thinking, and we appreciate your support. Thanks for listening. Well, welcome to the first and inaugural episode of Typology by Immersion. I am uh, one of your hosts, Cody Float. And I'm your co-host, Hunter Heinzman. And so we are a new podcast venture of the London Lyceum. Um, and so if you haven't already, we encourage you to go and subscribe to the London Lyceum and our growing um, plethora of podcast options for you. So we have the normal London Lyceum podcast. We have Jordan's Kiffin's Keep, uh, where he just, you know, rants for 20 minutes at a time. And then we have... Um, generally particular with Jake and Jesse, where they're walking us through um, Baptist history um, and Baptist theology. And we are wanting to kind of uh, add into that um, the angle of biblical interpretation um, and thinking through uh, biblical theology, typology, allegory, and how ultimately all of that uh, kind of fits within a uh, particularly Baptist, uh, confessionally Baptist uh, perspective. So before we kind of dive further into what exactly we're going to be doing on this podcast, um, we probably need to introduce ourselves to you guys. And so Hunter, if you want to begin, we can just kind of talk about who we are. Yeah, my name is Hunter Heinzman. Uh, I'm a pastor at Meadowbrook Church in Gadsden, Alabama. Uh, I'm married to my wife, Taylor, and we have four kids. my oldest is Joanna. Uh, she's five years old. My my next is Mason, who's four. Jack, who's two, and Melanie, who's just turned uh, five months old. Uh, we we love Gadsden. I always joke around with people saying, "Hey, everyone needs to come move to Gadsden. It's a great place to live." Uh, we're serving, uh, like I said, at Meadowbrook Church. Love our church family, uh, Southern Baptist Church, and we've been uh, been journeying through this kind of. Uh, academic life as I've been a PhD student at Southern Seminary. There I'm studying uh, the early church, particularly Justin Martyr, uh, and his his vision for natural law, virtue, uh, and how those things played into his apologetic. And I'm doing that with Dr. Uh, Stephen Presley. Uh, and I'm about halfway through the program. I just finished up my coursework, moving towards comps, and uh, then moving towards defending my prospectus and writing my dissertation. Excellent. Thank you, brother. Um, like I mentioned in the beginning, my name is Cody Float. I am uh, married to my wife, Emily. Uh, we don't have any kids as of yet. Um, she uh, is a, uh, a veterinary student at Auburn University. So uh, we have, I guess, slight fandom divides here on this podcast. <laughs> uh, so you can see Hunter's wearing the UH. <laughs> That's right. Um, it's all right. And so, um, yeah, so I'm married to Emily. Um, 
I am currently a PhD student at uh, Puritan Reformed Theological Seminary, so PRTS um, in Old Testament. Um, my supervisor is um, Daniel Timmer, um, and I'm mainly keeping my research interests revolving around the Minor Prophets, or the, the Book of the Twelve in academic speak. Um, hoping to write on kind of the intersection of uh, biblical interpretation, biblical theology, and classical theology. Um, so the the hopeful aim. Um, I'm 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 still at the beginning, um, the general beginning of my coursework, but kind of the aim that Dr. Timmer and I are working towards is um, doing a um, kind of like a biblical theology of divine violence in the Book of Zephaniah with an angle of. Um, talking through how classical theology, so think doctrines like uh, divine simplicity or divine impassibility, how those might help us um, understand um, difficult texts that portray God to be violent. Um, so how might God being without passions help us understand divine violence? So that's, uh, so th that's my current research interest, um, what I'm working towards. Um, and uh, I guess smaller life stuff. Yeah, I live in Auburn, Alabama. Um, my wife and I are members at Grace Heritage Church, where our fellow London Lyceum compatriot Garrett Walden is uh, a pastor. Uh, so um, thankful to be shepherded uh, by him. And um, yeah, so that's that's kind of uh, us the host of typology by immersion and now quickly just want to like walk through why, right? So like, why did we want to do this podcast? Um, and why, why the name typology by immersion? What, what does that mean? Um, and so, um, Hunter, if you just want to begin just kind of walking through, you know, what, what <clears throat> led you to want to think more about, biblical interpretation and um, kind of what uh, particular angles uh, would you want to bring towards our efforts in doing typology by immersion? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, one is, as a good Baptist, I, you know, really just love and cherish the Bible and really wanted to come and learn in my, in my journeys as a, as a student uh, beginning as my, in my MDiv, really wanting to learn more about how to understand uh, the scriptures. And it wasn't actually until I had my hermeneutics class with Dr. Presley over at Southwestern while he was there is that I really began to be exposed to um, the world of the early church. And at first I was a skeptic and I was a, um, you know, thinking through like, oh, that's a little bit of a stretch, those kind of things. But the more I got to know them, the, those early church fathers and really became more acclimated with with what they were doing, the life that they were living, the, the community that they were involved in and understanding the moves that they were making in the biblical text. I was like, man, these guys have immersed themselves in the scriptures, uh, you know, typology by immersion. They were, they were, it was part of the air that they breathed. And as they were writing, I was just began to see that their vision for the scriptures was really quite beautiful and began to read some, some secondary literature on it. Sanctified vision uh, by O'Keefe and Reno um, was a, was a key book in understanding some of the work of Peter Martins that he has done. Uh, on origin as well with typology and allegory um, and kind of just his, his book length, strength, 
treatment on origin in the scripture. And really just as I began to read the primary sources on the apostolic preaching by Irenaeus, on the Holy Spirit by Basil, uh, Dialogue with Trypho by Justin Martyr. I mean, all of these books are really, um, they were exposing me to the world of a kind of spiritual exegesis uh, of reading the scriptures canonically, uh, seeing the divine author's intent in, in the in the biblical text, and and as I began to see it, I really began to see it a lot more throughout the tradition, realizing that this wasn't limited to the early church. But as I was looking at, at Francis Turton, John Owen, uh, John Gill, uh, and some of his commentaries, especially Song of Solomon, really began to see just this is this is a way of reading the scriptures that has been embraced by the church for a, a long time. And yes, there's been some disagreements on um, particular results of exegesis, but the approach uh, showed bears a lot of similarities across uh, church church history, uh, even you know, is in, 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 into modern times. It's not it hasn't it hasn't stopped, so to speak. I mean, it's become less yeah. popular in certain circles, but it's it's something that's still ongoing today. And there's some some faithful contributions that are being led there. And and really, just as I began to dive into that, is as, as a minister, as a pastor, uh, really began to see how edifying, um, how much more edifying the the way I expounded the Word of God became for the people that I was uh, ministering among and seeing that I was able to really move towards um, Christ, the gospel, the hope that we have as Christians, and not a way that was foreign to the text, but in a way that grew from the text and really encouraged and fed um, our people uh, with, I guess, the bread of life, um, John 6. Amen. And so that was, that's really been my passion. I've gone through some journeys. I, you know, at first I was thinking, Oh, this is just a new method I'm adopting, but now I'm I'm, I'm getting be, you know I'm starting to think beyond those kind of terms because it's really it's deeper than that. It's it's not just yeah. um, a method that was you know you trade one method for another. It's just really it's it's broader than that, and I'm still working uh, those things out. So I'm really kind of a, a thinker in process right now, or on a journey. Uh, and and the early yeah. church for me was my that starting point for me, and seeing how. Just they had the beauty in which they read the scriptures. It was really encouraging and set me on this path. Amen. Yeah, my, I guess, biblical theological journey is fairly similar um, to yours. I remember when I was converted as a senior in high school or in and around that time, I think. Um, I... My youth pastor, um, a faithful brother, was um, just preaching in a in a kind of mode of what he just called Christocentric hermeneutics, yeah. right? He wanted to read the Bible with Christ at the center, and as a you know seventeen year old who never really, I grew up in church, but I'd never heard the scriptures expounded that way. Um, I definitely had rarely ever heard a sermon from the Old Testament. Uh, um, and if I did, it was pretty much moralism. And the way that he just, exp- I remember my first Wednesday night there, he um, was going through um, Kings. And he had, uh, he was on the um, first Kings uh, four, I believe, about Solomon asking for wisdom. And he began just expounding how like Christ is the wisdom of God incarnate. And that so 17 year old, that was just like blowing my mind. But that then led me to almost treat the Bible 
kind of like how a lot of dispensationalists think treat revelation, you know, like, <laughs> uh, I was like reading parts of the old Testament and trying to like <clears throat> make these almost like literalistic connections. Right. Of like, every time I saw like 30 pieces of silver, I'm like, this is a prophecy, you know, and, <laughs> um, of Judas's betrayal. And, um, and so I guess I kind of like unhelpfully began treating interpretation that way. And then, as I began to discern or um, feel this general desire to just pastor and teach the word of God for the rest of my life, I ended up at Boyce College Southern Seminary in Louisville. And that desire to read the scriptures uh, with a Christ-centered lens, just like continued to just kind of evolve. Um, my <clears throat> The general teaching I got at Southern was I guess if we were to kind of use, you know, academic parameters, I mean, kind of like a blend between grammatical historical approach, right? So just reading the text with, you know, the kind of human author's communication or intention is bound up in the historical context and the grammatical context of the text. And if you understand that, right, um, and for a lot of the process southern if you understand that in context to the rest of the bible then you can you know know what a know what the author is trying to communicate um and they were always very clear that I, that ultimately is bound up in christ right that the human authors are just are seeking to reveal christ by the through the inspiring work of the spirit so it's kind of like a blend of like the grammatical historical method with um, maybe like a, if you want to say like a redemptive historical method that like a kind of like a DA Carson and guys like that um, promote. And so, but it was still very much bound up in merely what the human author was um, trying to say. And uh, that's just what I like assumed was, you know, the end all be all of biblical interpretation. And so I remember I graduated in 2016 with my MDiv, moved to Montgomery, Alabama to intern at a church there. And I, I want to say um, I was there like two years. Um, I, I was out of academia, but I was still reading a lot. And that's when uh, Craig Carter's book, Interpreting Scripture with the Great Tradition, came out. And I remember that book just like completely blowing categories for me. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he was speaking in a register about really, like you were talking about, like the tradition of reading scripture. Um, he was, yeah, just speaking in a way that I've not heard before. Um, and in some ways I heard maligned in, um, in seminary. Um, you know, he was talking about how we ought to retrieve um, the fathers and how we ought to retrieve the way the, the church, you know, pre-enlightenment read the scriptures. Um, and in a lot of ways, I remember at Southern, not, I mean, and not, not, not to at all throw shade at Southern Seminary, um, you know, Hunter's a student at Southern, but I love, I love Southern dearly. Um, but I, I was, I remember like being told by numerous professors um, you don't want that. You don't want to emulate the patristics method, if you will, of reading the Bible. 
right? That they were fanciful, that they were allegorical, um, that they just like made up meanings at will. <laughs> um, and so that, that was my context prior to reading Carter's book and Carter's book just really opened up a whole new world for me. And so I began just like vigorously reading as much about like, you know, the, the history of typology and allegories. I remember reading Keith Stanglin's book. We've had him on the London Lyceum. Um, he, uh, his book, Letter and Spirit, which is pretty much just like if Craig Carter's book is the kind of like showing you the biblical method, right? Stanglin's book is a really helpful complimentary and showing you the history behind how that got there. And so he's walking through the early church to the reformation, to the modern church, um, walking through ultimately kind of, he begins with talking about the quadriga, right? The fourfold sense of reading and then showing how in the reformation, it's not quite true that the reformers toss that category out the window, right? Um, Stanglin really hopefully shows that the reformers, rather than tossing the quadriga out the window, they simply like redefined it, right? And instead of saying there's four senses in scripture, you will see them talk about two, or, you know, you have, um, I kind of like what he's talking about, you have letter and spirit, um, the literal sense, and then you have the kind of theological sense. And that the reformers, if you even just like read their commentaries, they have not departed wholesale, right, from the biblical interpretive method um, of their uh, forefathers, so to speak. And so like those two books in particular for me, um, just, yeah, started me on this journey of wanting to dive really deeply into biblical theology and typology and, um, and how to read the scriptures theologically, um, how to see Christ in, in all of the text, um, not merely, and we'll get to this um, in a coming episode, not merely in what the human author was communicating, but ultimately um, in the uh, figural economy, if you will. Of, of God and the scriptures. And so, um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of led me down a path of diving into, um, yeah, like figural, figural reading, which was quite prominent in the uh, early church. Um, so I, I've, you know, kind of dived into Ephraim Radner's work, um, Don Collett um, on Old Testament. Um, and I actually took a course with him uh, on Job through Greystone. Uh, where me and him are just like walking through the book of Job and, and with this figural lens, right, of what is this text figurally revealing about um, the triune God and the work of redemption. Um, and so that that kind of register is, at the end of the day, kind of the heart of what this podcast will be. So getting into the why, right, is um, I could be cheeky and say that uh, why this podcast? Well, because London Lyceum needs a podcast where we frankly talk about the Bible, right? <laughs> so <laughs> we're not, right? We're not, uh, no, love all you brothers. We're not walking through history as important as it is. We love, we love Baptist history. Um, so no shade at all, Jake, Jake and Jesse. I'm an avid, generally particular listener. Um, and we're not merely kind of talking through philosophy, but we felt like the London Lyceum needed as we kind of grow as a group and as a institution, if you will, um, we wanted to also think through how might um, a confessional Baptist do biblical interpretation and how can we hopefully um, like model that for our 
for our listeners. And so, so that's really the aim of this podcast. So, um, so why the name Typology by Immersion, besides the fact that I thought it was clever, uh, I chuckled at myself when I came up with it, but uh, <laughs> I'm not very good with those kinds of things, but um, it's not quite as clever as uh, generally particular, but um, so kudos to Jake and Jesse on that name. But um, Typology by Immersion, I think really just gets at um, what we are aiming to do in in biblical interpretation as confessional Baptist. It's we are trying to do typology. We're trying to read the Bible theologically, right? Um, but in a way that is distinctly Baptist. And what I mean by that is we believe that there are various ways of doing typology that lend its that lend themselves to a Baptist reading of the scriptures, right? And that's more than merely, right? The relationship between, you know, circumcision and baptism or the Israel and the church, right? Those might be the two kind of almost easy, the two easiest plugins for a Baptist um, to, to kind of do typology. But uh, we're wanting to go a little bit deeper than that. And we're, we're wanting to try to show how, uh, Typolo biblical typology and theology um, done in a Baptist frame lends itself to more than just merely thinking about baptism and the nature of the church, um, but that there, there's you know much there's a bigger world out there so to speak than often the way that Baptists have historically, um, especially in the last hundred years, um, read the scriptures. Um, and so we're trying to re retrieve, if you will, our, our Baptist forefathers on this. We're trying to re retrieve the likes of like a Benjamin Keach, you know, on, on biblical interpretation and show that um, far from being an innovation, right? Uh, Benjamin Keach is not only was not only interpreting um, within the realm of, you know, consistency with the church Catholic, but he was also doing it faithfully as a as a confessional Baptist. Um, and so that's kind of the heart and the aim of, aim of this podcast. Um, do you have any, you know, thoughts Hunter on that or yeah. your own personal, personal reflections? Yeah. I, mean, I think one of the, the great things about the London Lyceum is it provides a resource for, um, for pastors who are, who are serious about, um, you know, thinking deeply about these things, doing so with uh, cheerful confessional charity you know, all of, all of the intellectual virtues, um, curiosity that, that, George, that Jordan talks about. And, um, and we just recognize it too, that just, this could be a resource that could be helping as we walk through the scriptures and, uh, you know, not all the commentaries out there are great. You know, I've been reading through our, our Reno's commentary on Genesis. I love it. Dude's a Catholic though. So like at some point I'm like, I'm going to put this yep. aside and not look at it for a few chapters. You know, it's, but <laughs> the idea that is, you know, we need we need confessional Baptists who are teaching reform doctrine, um, you know, from the scriptures um, and, and and showing these connections as well. And, you know, like you said, it's it's deeper than just Israel Church baptism, though I could point you to many uh, typology examples of baptism by immersion for believers in the early church. If anyone's interested in that, Amen. Uh, you know, even as late as Basil, we'll hit that at some point, you know, Basil with the Red Sea and, you know, baptism that way. Amen. So, 
I mean, it's hard to spring to go going under the, you know, through the bat, you know, it's, you're immersing in there anyway. No, it's amen, not, brother. It's a, so, but that's this is, I think, is going to be a helpful resource for for those who are uh, pastors and those who are just wanting to grow in their faith and grow in their knowledge of the Bible, no matter what they do. Um, and and we really just hope that this would be something that could be a help, uh, a supplement to some of the other resources that they may be using in their Bible study or in their prep time. Yeah. And um, we just really hope this to be a, a of service to uh, the church uh, at, at large. And even if you're not Baptist, you know, Amen. you still can benefit from some of these discussions too. Amen. Yeah. You know, we're, we're talking to the scriptures. Everyone is welcome yes. to think along with us. And that really, I love what you said there about we're doing this for the church. Like that is, you know, I tell my wife this, she's probably tired of me saying mm-hmm. it all the time, but uh, like, I feel, you know, um, I feel to some degree, like, you know, my life's mission, if you will, to be dramatic <laughs> is hopefully just come on like helping um, the church and particularly the people I, I covenant with locally by helping them learn how to, how to read the Bible um, in a, uh, you know, Christologically, Imaginative is not really the right word because um, you can take that a whole lot of bad spots. But um, but that kind of gets to the heart of it to to an extent is um, learning to see Christ in all of the scriptures in ways that we just can't even fathom. Yeah, yeah. and uh, that's just you know like my my passion. That's what gets me up in the morning. Um, and that's kind of just yeah the aim of aim of this podcast is to walk through the Bible, um, seeking to see see Christ there and all of his and all of his splendor and in all of his glory, and to see how every text in the scriptures testifies to him um, and to the triumph God's work of you know redeeming all things in Christ. Yeah. And so um, so with that said. For our listeners, um, just to kind of give you a little bit of a heads up, the the general structure of what we're going to do in these episodes is um, just to walk through portions of scripture. Um, we're not necessarily going to be sequential with it. You know, we're not going to like go through the entirety of the book of Genesis. And then there's already a podcast that does that Bible talk. You know, we, we love the brothers there. Um, we're not trying to just copy their method, but rather um, just take portions of scripture and then, um, you know, kind of like jumping around the Bible and kind of piecing those portions together and just kind of showing, right, the unified theological scenes that really bind the biblical canon. And so we're going to begin with a study through um, the first three chapters of Genesis. So we're going to talk about creation. We're going to talk about uh, what it means to be a man and a woman theologically. We're going to talk about Eden and temple and all that's bound up uh, there. And then we're going to talk about the fall into sin um, and the the way that that third chapter of Genesis really just kind of um, sets the tone. And really those first three chapters of Genesis as, as a whole, how they 
set uh, the the how they set the um, the terms for biblical interpretation moving forward. And so, um, you know, the way that I've talked about it in papers is, you know, protology, right? A study of the beginning uh, begets eschatology, right? So how we believe that God is wrapping up all things in Christ is ultimately going to flow um, from what God has revealed to us about the garden. Um, And so, and then, you know, to use my brother Rich Barcellus' book titles, uh, we're here to hopefully get the garden right and uh, seek to see how the uh, end is going to be better than the beginning. Um, and so that's going to be the first little while. This The first part of this journey on typology by immersion is walking through the first three chapters of Genesis um, with a brief introduction before we dive into that on uh, what you and I, Hunter, believe ultimately about hermeneutics. Right, divine and authorial, divine authorial intent, human authorial intent, and kind of setting just the groundwork um, for how you and I are going to walk through Scripture throughout this podcast. Um, so yeah, so that is this is typology by immersion. I hope that this podcast, like Hunter said, will be of just rich benefit to your soul and hopefully just a brief, uh, you know, a blessed complement to your own personal. Uh, reading of the scriptures um, and that as you come along with us in this interpretive journey that um, you will grow to see Christ uh, ever more richly um, in in the scriptures Um, so thank you for listening and we will see you next time save big on brunch for mom all in the Kroger app Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.